to conversation with Kim. Not too much has been going on, but so much has been going on. I um, was thinking about how on social media you have so many people that it can literally take up your day. It's like watching television now, but with people who you don't know. And so you have clip after clip after clip of different people. And one of the things that seems to be a common theme are people who are expressing the need to help others or to remind others of their value and of their time and of their gifting and of their ability and to be superstars, if you will, or superheroes in their own lives and to write their own story and to rewrite their story and to be a winner in your finances, be a winner in your relationship, be a winner in your integrity and your life and your values. And so those are some common things that I'm, common themes that I'm seeing. And I think about how because the way we process information and the way we see information, how that that platform or that format is ideal for most people because that's how they receive information. It's quick, it's fast, you see the person. And so I appreciate those who are listening and um, prayerfully getting value from this because you don't get to see my face. You don't get to see my face expressions. That's why I say imagine my face when I talk about certain things. And this is what I was given and what I took hold to in order to share what I believe is right or what I feel or what I think about current situations, about my own personal life, wanting to encourage you to um, think. So it's more or less in this format, it's more or less like you reading a book or listening to a book online as opposed to seeing me on TV or seeing me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or whatever. And so please know that I appreciate you chiming in and listening to what I have to say. And I'm sure at some point I will gravitate towards that, um, but I haven't yet. But I, I thought about the difference. I thought about how that's where everybody is. That's where people are. Um, that's how they receive information. And it's quick and easy. It doesn't require much for them to do. And not that it's a bad thing. It's just a different thing. And so for the third time, I do appreciate you listening and chiming in. And, you know, I had to get a podcast out. It's been a few days. And so I hadn't... Um, thought about much in regards to what I was going to say, but I can talk about, you know, events and the things that's happening in my life and in other people's lives. And it just seems that, you know, it's unfortunate that you try to give people second chances. That you want to take people at their word. That you want to think the best of people. You want to forgive. And you want to make right. 
you know, again, the thing about uh, reconciliation for me is not so much of walking away together, but having closure, having an understanding as to what happened, so therefore you won't repeat the same mistakes. And for me, I really, I don't understand how people can be the way they are like I <laughs> and stay the way like I can understand you being that way I can't understand you staying that way I can't understand how you could be mean and cruel and angry and hostile and bitter and mad like I can understand how those emotions and those things and those behaviors happen I just can't understand how this becomes a lifestyle how this becomes your way of existing your way of being like I I can't I don't understand that because even for me, when I thought about like every year, I want to do something different. I want to improve. I want to be better. I want to have something new on my resume. I want to have learned a new skill. I want to have learned a new word, like just something new. I want to have, you know, gotten my anger together. You know, it's this thing um, that they put out. Can you stop cussing for 24 hours? And I'm like, Oh, like I could, but I probably won't because it's so much foolishness going on and some of this stuff requires some cuss words. Some of this stuff requires some cuss words. I promise you they do. Some of these people require to be cussed out. And I may not be the person to do it. Not that I feel like people who curse are not ignorant. Some people think, well, if you use and curse words all the time, then therefore you have no vocabulary. That's not necessarily the case, and I promise you that's not true. Um, you do have people who use a lot of profanity and cuss people, and they don't have a vocabulary. But again, we can't say that people who do curse don't have a vocabulary because that's not true. And I feel like some people need to be cussed out. For real, for real. And on the strength of, okay, I love Jesus. I'm in Christ. God is my all in all. He's my everything. It may not be pleasing to him. And I'm not saying curse, like put a curse on them. But to verbalize some things to let people know. Because sometimes people don't know you serious unless you use a cuss word. Unless you be like, you know what, you dirty. Y'all what I'm saying? Like some people think that you playing with them when you don't use curse words sometimes. Or even in the like, oh, well, you so professional and you dignified so you don't have to use profanity and granted I know we as persons that know each other and know that we can finesse a situation and finesse a conversation without even using one iota of profanity I get that but then sometimes you just want to be in that place where like yo like how dare you and then just go in on them because it again it's like you're not getting it You're not getting that your level of immaturity and your lack of appreciation and your ability to devalue somebody that is not okay. And then you say, oh, well, it's on you because you allowed this to happen. Okay, so what happens once you have made some adjustments, you made the changes, and a person still insists on being the way they are? They don't deserve to be cussed out. And... Then when you even you look at certain people's situations and you hear certain things, because again, right now there is no information that we're not getting. There are no situations that we're not abreast of. It's just not happening. 
It's so much information out here, and there's so many scenarios and so many situations that are occurring where it's like somebody has to say something. Because how do you get it? How how does a person get that their behavior is unacceptable? That what they're doing is not okay? Because again, you're calm, just like yelling. Sometimes you got to yell. Sometimes you got to scream. Sometimes you just have to. Now, is this a continuous pattern of behavior? I don't think it ought to be. But I think sometimes, like, even with a person, it's a person in my life, and I promise y'all, I promise y'all, I would start like, um, excuse me, hello, how are you today? Is everything good? Everything is fine? Wonderful. Can we have a discussion about this, 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 and this? Okay. By the time we get, like, five to ten minutes in, I'm on like seven and eight. By the time I'm finished, I'm over the top because of your level, your your lack of comprehension and your your level of just foolishness and even how your mind works. Like, how does your mind work? And it causes this level of frustration. Yeah, okay, control yourself, Kim. Don't. But it's some people like that. And again, to me, it's this passion. I heard that like people yell at people not because they're hard of hearing, not because they want to be heard, but because the psychology of it is when you're trying to talk to somebody and they're not getting it, you feel you yelling is reaching to where they are. That's a psychological thing. Maybe right, maybe so, maybe not. But that's just one of the things, the reason why people yell. Just like why people eat crunchy food because they angry. You know what I'm saying? So those are like little new, little things that we have to be mindful of. And again, it's all about, oh, well, you keep control. You be politically correct. You be fine. You stay in your lane. You do all of this stuff. You be the good Samaritan. You be the good person. You let the person do this. You do the, you, 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 focus on you. You do you, you do you, you do you. When you have all these other people that's doing, doing to you or saying to you and you're not supposed to respond to them in a way that warrants their actions and their behavior, that to me is ludicrous. And again, I talk about being a bigger person. But I think we get to a point where we assume or we make the assumption that that person is going to be the bigger person all the time and it's not okay. And you have people who have not been able to release their anger, who have not healthy in a healthy way, because I don't think arguments are always negative. I don't think conflict is a bad thing. I don't think disagreements are always wrong. Like they happen, but how do we deal with them in a way where People walk away better for having done it. Okay, you did this. This is not okay. Please don't do that again. And I'm going to give you another opportunity not to do it again. Because I'm just that kind of person. And so now we get to the point where you don't get any more opportunities. Somebody was talking about that the other day. Like, oh, I'm not perfect. and blah. No, like there's levels to this. And so how do we continue on doing stuff to people and then saying that it's okay. And then you say, well, it's that person that allowed you to do it. So now I'm the person that's not allowing you to do it. No, you're not. You don't get to do that anymore. 
You're not welcome anymore. It's not okay anymore. No second chances. And granted, for the believer, be like, well, God gives us so many chances. God gives us so many chances. Chances after chances. Yeah, God gives us chances. But God gives us chances predicated on the fact that we're going to do something different and something better. God gives us chances in order for us to get right. So you think that we're going to keep going, keep on doing the same thing and God is not going to deal with us and, and, and judge us and, and, and penalize us for doing what we continue to do? If you think about David, he, he got a chance, a second chance. Now, whether or not he went and found another woman later after Bathsheba, I don't know. But the Bible tells me that when he found out that he had wronged, he lamented. He repented. Repentance is turned. He did Psalms 51 is his lamentations of actually what happened with Bathsheba and Uriah and Nathan. And so even after all that and his consequence was that the baby had died and all this other the stuff that had happened was part of a consequence and the fact that he was not able to build um the the temple I want to say he wasn't able to build for God because Lord said he had blood on his hands was God merciful to him yes just I believe so did he repent and lament it and turn and re- and he did that. So how is it that we have people in scripture in the Bible, and again, whether you attribute it to be true or not, as a story who shows that once somebody has wronged or done wrong, that there's a consequence and a penalty and there's some transformation and change. And then we deal with each other and then it's like over and over again. And I've been guilty, like, okay, Okay, yeah, I know I need forgiveness. And me forgiving you or forgiving an individual does not mean that I continue to allow you to run muck and and mayhem in my life or in my emotions or in my feelings and taking up time and day. Like, no, get out of here with that. And we have to say enough. Because again, you have people who play on that. You have people who manipulate it. You have people who are okay with that. And it's about making you less than who you're supposed to be and having you devalue yourself and saying it's okay for you to do whatever you want to do to me and treat me however you want to treat me. And unfortunately, it's a conversation to be had because it's happening. Whether in friendships, whether in relationships, whether in business, it's happening. People are devaluing people and treating them like, oh, and it's okay because now you done made a decision. Well, it's for my paycheck, so therefore you can treat me any kind of way. And you never get promoted. And you never get to sit at the table. And you never get to get your opinion heard. You never get to give a fact. You never get to give information. And then when it's all said and done, they brush you off. Or you give information and you give ideas and then they take it and then they run with it and you never get credit for it. How is that okay? And then the first thing you tell me that my reward is in heaven. The devil is a lie. It's a lie. Because of the mere fact is we are people, human beings, souls that need to be valued. 
And if you're telling me that I have to value myself before somebody else value me, then today is the day where I value myself. What you're not going to do is continue to play games with somebody and play games with their life and play with their time and play with their energy and manipulate and not give them your best, but you expect them to give you your best. You expect them to give them, they, you expect them to give you their best. Like, no, unacceptable. And so that's what seems to be the theme on social media in regards to that. Right now, I'm dealing with a situation where it breaks my heart because one of the things that I had said, and I have foresaw some stuff. I did. I foresaw, excuse me, I foresaw some stuff. And I was like, based on this individual's behavior, a pattern of behavior and their character, this is what's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Oh, no. No, these are people who are counselors. These are people who are mature. These are people who are adults. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. So now we here. And now I'm sitting here like, see, told you, I knew it. And it wasn't me speaking it. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, oh, you, you spoke that into life, into existence. No, this was me knowing what I know and seeing what I see and, and, and understanding that this is the behavior that this person is going to continue to exude as long as life will allow them to. And life has allowed them to. And now here I go, have to play cleanup behind a grown person. Because again, for some reason, some people refuse to make any adjustments or changes to their behavior. Oh, cussing them out? No, haven't. Will probably. Because it's absurd. And this is the thing. It's very therapeutic to certain instances. It is. Because it says be angry and sin not. I don't know so much about the sinning as a curse. I'm not there yet. If it is, please forgive me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Y'all pray for me. Because again, what we can't do is continue to push people and, and, and do foolishness in their lives as they're cleaning up their lives. That's just like you just wash the dishes. And I remember when we was little, we washing all the dishes, washing all the dishes, the, the wash the dishes, everything. You done cleaned up everything. And all of a sudden, here come a plate that was sitting in another room like, yo, what are you doing? Or you just went and mopped your whole floor and now somebody just come in tracking mud. Or you just went and cleaned your whole vehicle and everything and now a bird done pooped on it. Which is good luck, they say, but whatever. But you get my point. Like you're cleaning up your life and you're doing everything that you can possibly do to get in line with the things that you need to get in line with in order for your life to be good and your life. So I had got excited and then the phone rang and then it kind of cut me off. And so to continue. So yeah. So you have gotten to a place where you're okay, you're good. And individuals, people, 
continue in their foolishness. And I get upset and I am very disappointed in the fact that I would even have to be in the mindset the way I am. But again, enough is enough. And we, the onus is on the individual whose life is being impacted by the foolishness. And the fact of the matter is people don't want to deal with it because it's your life. You have to deal with it. And granted, you know, for certain people, oh, no, don't, no, yeah. (laughs) Because enough. When, and and I use these scenarios only because for the people in the church, we feel like, oh, we can't go there or we shouldn't go there. But there are many instances in the Bible whereas people had enough. There are times when God had enough. I don't know what it looked like in Sodom and Gomorrah. When he had enough. I don't know what it's going to look like when he comes back to deal with humanity. But it's not going to be pretty. And so again, I don't know for you or for others as to how one deals with people and their foolishness and their lack of maturity and their lack of growing up. When you have to protect you and yours. And you have to meet people where they are. And granted, I get, you know, you rise to my level. Some people ain't rising. (laughs) It's just not. They not. They not rising. They ain't coming up. They ain't getting up. They just not. And we sit here hopeful, which is great. But isn't it like it's a dream deferred kind of situation? And I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I am just over it. Like, get out of here with that. Because, again, when you come from a place of hurt and you come from a place of foolishness and you come from a place of dealing and dabbling and all this other stuff, you want people now in your life that's not about that. And we have to have more of a learning of a discernment. And I say this to myself as to who those people are. And do they remain or not remain? Because I constantly say we're not little anymore. And again, the trend right now is for us to have this conversation and be talking about how it's okay to not allow people with their foolishness and their... um devaluing because that's the big word for me right now devaluing like I'm a person my time is important my energy is important what I do is important so you don't play with my time you don't play it's like (laughs) what that girl said it's not for play play it's not for play play and that's what I feel like people will continuously play in your life 
if you allowed them to play in your life. And it has to be okay. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for fun. I'm all for fun. Laugh, ha, 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 all day. But when it comes down to your spirit and your soul, your well-being, your, your, your livelihood, your existence, that's not for play-play. And so in order for people to understand that it's not for play-play, I think that certain conversations have to happen and maybe certain words have to be used. And people could say aggressive, they could say angry, they could say mad. Yes, I am upset. I'm very disappointed in the fact that people continue to play in other people's lives. And if you're saying that I am the person that I'm responsible for whether or not somebody's playing my sandbox box or not, then I'm going to deal with it. Period. Because I don't go into other people's sandboxes and play with them. I don't go into other people's lives and play in their lives. It's not okay. Because I value people. I value life. And we have to learn to do that. And if this is learning lessons for us, then I welcome learning. You know, add to resume. Now I have learned how to finesse. (laughs) I'm good with this. I'm good with that. I'm better. What are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? Because it's enough. People are, I mean, like, I'm looking like utterly ridiculous. And then I sit and that's the thing, which is crazy to me because I listen to my podcasts before I put them out. And I'm listening to the things that's on my heart and my mind. And I'm, I'm looking at what's going on in life. And I'm looking at what's going on in the world. And yeah, I'm not far-fetched. People are upset and people are angry and people are hurt and people are despondent. And people are rude and people are just reckless. Still, in 2018, still reckless. Still reckless. And so how do you get reckless people to sit down somewhere and relax? And to do what they're supposed to do for those who, like, you created this. And you have no intentions on cleaning up your mess. And then you go and run and hide. And let somebody else clean your stuff up. And the fact of the matter is it's still got to be clean. Because again, you created the mess. And now other people got to look at your mess. And ain't nobody trying to look at mess. At least I know I'm not. And so in my level of being very emphatic, again, I say this to one, remind myself of the things that have to be done, but also to encourage you to stop letting people be messy in your life. To stop letting people do what they want to do and come in and leave and go and then ignore you and then treat you some kind of way like it's okay. And granted, you want to be hopeful. Good luck with that. Because some of these people, they just going to be who they are. And they just going to do what they going to do. Because so many people have allowed them to. So many people have allowed them to. And for me, and I don't feel no kind of way about it. Because now, no, you don't get a pass over here. You don't get a pass. 
No. And I say, Lord, forgive me. Because again, that seven times 70 forgive. Yeah, but seven times 70 forgive don't mean that you get to keep on coming in and doing whatever you want to do. And I got to keep cleaning up and, and fixing this and saying sorry and all this other stuff when I ain't did nothing. Oh, I did. I let you in. Oh, I did. I said, okay. Oh, I did. So guess what? I'm not doing that no more. The other day I talked about it and I said, I'm not being nice anymore. And it's sad that you can't be nice. It's sad that you do have to let people know what you think and what you feel because it's not acceptable for them to do what they want to do in your life and then say that, oh, well, you let me do it. No, I'm not letting you do it. I don't want you to do it. How about that? I don't want you to do that anymore. Please don't do that to me anymore. Please go find somebody else to do that to. The guy talked about the other day about cheating. He was like, you know how you deal with a cheater? How you make a cheater stop cheating? Stop being in their life. Because they don't have nobody to cheat on. Just that simple. And so I feel like sometimes we want to be in these situations where we are victimized or we are the people who, oh, well, I'm not like that or whatever. That's not what this is. It's the fact that we're better, we're doing better, we're doing different things. And so it's time out for foolishness. It's time out for you having it your way. Because this is not Burger King. And I don't believe that it's the will of God for my life for me to continue on having this dispute or having this problem. I really don't. I believe that it's over. I believe that Jesus has said it is finished. (laughs) And I'm accepting that in the name of Jesus. Imagine my face. All right, guys. Have a great week until we... um, until we talk again, I later. Excuse my raspiness in the beginning. You know, it's just getting started. <laughs>